0: Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight
1: seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Today we have a jam-backed show, mostly because we have a great interview coming up with Gerald Salente of The Trends Journal, and he's going to be talking everything from lockdowns, freedoms, and the Bitcoin and gold, so stay with us. It's going to be a great, great show. Also, Later in the show, we're going to talk about the London Bullion Market Association. Um, Obviously, all of the products we have at Guildhall are LBMA approved, but the LBMA has vaults all over the world. This is about trading physical gold, and they just put a great uh, newsletter out. I shouldn't say it's great, but they did put a newsletter out for the first time talking about silver investment, and Jerry cracks the case on this. Uh, You'll be talking about this a little bit later. Can we have a little bit of a, a hint as to what this is going to be about?
2: Well last in last March that just passed we had the silver squeeze um, episode where tremendous a- attention and demand uh just swelled and put so much pressure on these LBMA vaults that they if this continued uh they didn't have enough silver for another couple of weeks so uh, very exciting times.
1: So we'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about the derivative market and what that could mean for the physical precious metals market. So again, a jam-packed show. If you want to find out more, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. And let's get to this interview. He
2: has earned the reputation as today's most trusted name and trends for his accurate and timely predictions, who last February predicted $2,000 gold, which hit 2075. He is the publisher of the Trends Journal, founder, director of the Trends Research Institute, which is celebrating its 40th year. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, Gerald Salente. Gerald, welcome to The Real
1: Money Show. Great to speak with you again.
3: Oh, it's great being on with you. Thanks for having me.
1: You know, the last time we spoke was actually just about a year ago, just before uh, they started shutting everything down, and obviously it's been quite a year um, I think, I think our, our talk with you that, that time was, was, uh, quite poignant at the time because it, you were talking about the COVID war and it really has turned into a war. One of the things I, I've been meaning to ask you is, you know, one of the sense I get from people that we speak to is a lot of people are just waiting for things to get back to normal. If we could just get back to normal, do you think there's going to be quote unquote a back to normal?
3: You know, it wasn't normal before this, <laughs> just to make it clear. And so, no, it's not. It's only going to continue to get worse. The the powers that uh, the these politicians have given themselves and destroying so many different uh, you know, businesses. And you're not a. You're, an essential business is a big business. A small business is non-essential. They've destroyed the lives of hundreds of millions of people, lives and livelihoods around the world. And again, I'm not making these numbers up. You look at them, and, and particularly in the emerging markets, you think there's immigration problems now? You haven't seen anything. And again, what, and, and nobody. The, the facts don't count. Oh, no, you're up there in Canada, huh? Let's see. Uh, according to Lancet, eighty percent of the people that have died are from nursing homes, and you know after and, and you know once you get out of a nursing home, then you go to then you go to day camp and you start all over again. I mean, you're on your way out. You look at the numbers, the people that are dying from this are, you know, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, ninety four point. Uh, over 94% of the people have 2.6 pre-existing comorbidities. So why does the United States and the UK have such high rates of death? It couldn't be because 42% of Americans are obese, 70% overweight, same thing in the UK. So nobody talks about getting building up your immune system. So they've destroyed the global economy. And with these negative and zero interest rate policies, you can see what's going on. Look at the merger and acquisition activity. Oof, it's zooming again. So the bigs are getting bigger, and everybody else is getting smaller and going out. This is unprecedented in world history.
1: And you wonder how much it can keep going. I mean, one of the things you're saying, yeah, the bigger companies are getting bigger. Everyone sees that too. I mean, anyone who goes to the liquor store here in Ontario, they they wonder, how come I can just walk into this store? But I can't go into a regular store and especially people who own who own and work in restaurants, they're probably beside themselves when they beside themselves when they go into these stores and say, How come I can go into a Walmart but I can't have people come into my restaurant? It's crazy. But you know, another thing that we're seeing as well is and I and I notice this that people they are seeing it. There is no denying the amount of debt that the government and central banks have been pushing into the system and between and in the states between congress and the current administration pushing pushing out these packages and more and more debt and there's even people wondering why do we need a new package i mean isn't the country already opening you know they're giving away trillions how does this ever get paid back
3: it doesn't it doesn't look if there wasn't if there weren't you know this is that's the other thing this just shows you what what sleaze these people are the numbers that they give, they're putting out $1.9 right? right? That's like saying $99.99. How about $2 trillion? Could you say that? No, we've got to pretend it's lower than that. They're not going to be able to pay it back. The U.S. debt-to-GDP ratio right now is the highest it's been since the end of World War II, 1945-46. And, and that's because of all the money they spent to fight the war and going into debt. So now it's the COVID war. And now let's – how are they going to pay it? They're not going to pay it back. What, gold, gold prices and silver prices right now, gold would be selling for 3,000, 4,000 an ounce and silver well over 100 if there weren't such a thing called cryptocurrencies because the young people are going more, and a lot of people are going into that area. You, you know, people say to me they call me a futurist. No, I'm not a futurist. Nobody could predict the future. I'm a trend forecaster. Who would have ever believed uh, 12 years ago that there would be a thing called cryptocurrencies? You know, so what I'm saying is the whole game has changed. What they're going to do is the, – they're doing it already, and we've been writing about it in the magazine, the Trends Journal. China's on the, on the leading edge. They're all going to go digital. You don't want that dirty cash, we're going to digital trash, so now we know every penny you spent, where you spent it, how you spent it, what you spent it on, and now we got all the algorithms to really control more of your life and And you know you mentioned about going into a liquor store in Ontario. Why were liquor stores all of a sudden all of a sudden liquor is an essential an essential business. The slimers these are the people that had prohibition back in the in the twenties, right. But, hey, let's do away with prohibition. Let's make liquor legal. You know why? Because we tax the hell out of them. And we're a bunch of low-life scum called politicians who never work a day in our lives and been sucking off the public tit. So we need more money coming in so we don't have to keep working. And all of the losers out there called bureaucrats, we could pay them too because they're in the system and they keep us going. So what they're going to do is they're they're going digital so they could get every tax penny that they can get. And this is what's going to happen and that's how they're gonna erase the debt. We're coming out with a new currency. The other one, you know, that's dirty dollars and dirty coins. They're gonna make up another lie. Look what they've done. Look how the people follow so easily. We're marching off to the COVID war the same way they hailed Hitler, marched to Mussolini, and saluted Stalin. And again, as we had one of the covers of the Trends Journal, dumb enough to believe George W. Bush's wars, dumb enough to believe the COVID war. You know, let me tell you something. That guy Saddam Hussein, he has weapons of mass destruction and ties to al-Qaeda. Hello? Yep. Oh. <laughs> so there you got Do- it.
1: You know, um, one of the things that we've also seen, I I think you're kind of hitting on that. I'm wondering, just curiously, this idea of marching us off to war. I've heard some theories about that part of the reason of needing this war is so that central banks can do this conversion into a new system and into this cashless society where they've got you, which means there's less liberty. Are you seeing a trend in in that sense or that connection?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's total control. Who would have ever believed this a year ago? Who would have ever believed it? Look at the look at the low lives. You got it. You got that. Every, and by the way, it's one big club, as George Carlin used to say, you ain't in it. Look, you got, you know, you know people say to me sometimes, Salenti, you should watch your language. No, no, I'm using the proper language. You know what improper language is? To call a little daddy's boy like you got up there in Canada, Doug Ford, premier. Well, yeah, well yeah, How did you get there? Oh, your father was there before you? How'd you get this bill was your father's business? I got this guy Cuomo over here. He'd be a nobody if Daddy wasn't Mario. I mentioned George W. Bush. Look at that little clown. He could be the cover of Mad Magazine back in the day with Alfred E. Newman. His daddy was George Bush. Oh, and his grandpa was Prescott Bush. Oh, yeah, the Prescott Bush that was selling stuff to the Nazis. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. It's one big club, and the club is getting more control. The people have lost their freedom. There's no constitution. There's no bill of rights. These little crapheads made things up. Executive order. What do you mean, executive order? Who the hell are you? I'm the governor. I'm the premier. Oh, there's no, there's no, we the people anymore. Gone. Dead. Finished.
1: And, you know, in speaking of freedom, though, a lot of people uh, just from an economic standpoint a lot of people see cryptocurrencies as freedom that they're outside the control and oftentimes you end up uh, i don't know i think it's because because a lot of concepts were were appropriated from gold that you end up with this conversation where crypto is pitted against gold personally i don't see it that way do you see it as something an either or a binary or do you think there's room for all of it where, what's your view on the debate overall
3: to me that you know crypto again you know we we had said in the magazine in the trends journal last june you know this past june 2020 that when when bitcoin broke over ten thousand dollars it was going to skyrocket and the reason being is that there's a whole different generation that's a, it's a whole different world it's a digital world and that's what they see is the future however you're going to see when the governments—they're already doing it in India and 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 China—they're going to they're going to they're clamp down on this. They could close it down in a second, just as they did back in what was it, 1933, when the president of the United States, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, declared, "You're not allowed to own gold." Boop, game over. Same thing with cryptocurrencies. That's why we're still more bullish on gold. Cryptos have a life, but the life could end. And again, they're already saying it. They're they're already putting out the hints. You had Christine Lagarde, the head of the uh, European Central Bank, formerly a head of the IMF, and Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, warning, you know, oh, you know, people could, could transfer money and do dirty deals with cryptocurrencies. Oh, yeah, like they're not doing it with cash, right? money laundering. They're not money laundering with cash. So they're going to use it as an excuse. There's going to be a time when they close down cryptocurrencies. I do not believe, I don't believe at all that this time they will try to confiscate gold. It won't happen. Because the people that buy gold are hip to the scene. There's no way they're going to get it. I'll tell you a quick story. My my grandfather and my mayor, they all rest in peace, um, my father told me the story back in 1933. He said, you know, your grandfather had a lot of gold uh, when they came. Said, and, you know, they were real patriots because, you know, they were the Italian immigrants, you know. They, they came here and, and they made their lives. They were free. They loved it. was a different America back then. He, and, you know, and and he said, he said, all right, go over to, your, to your, your grandfather's house and he's packing up all the gold. I said, Pop, what are you doing with this? He said, oh, the government wants it back. He said, I'm going to give it to him. My father said, don't give it to him. Are you crazy? No, no, how could you say that? And my grandfather gave him back the gold. And so this time it's different because the people that buy gold, now they know the history of it. And there's no way the government's going to get it. and There's no way they're going to call it back as I see it.
1: I I totally agree. I think that people had more faith in the government back in 1933 than they do today. I think it's probably trust factors probably at an all-time low in that sense. And also, as as well, if you think about it, the government is is very good at confiscating wealth through inflation and taxation. I don't know why they would want gold anymore. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website Guildhallwealth.com. You've been listening to the Real Money Show, and we'll be right back on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. thanks for sticking with us it's the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com and we've got a great interview going on with gerald salente of the trends journal let's get back to it for you then gold ownership is more uh, less speculative and more about preservation or do you think there's a speculative aspect to gold as well
3: both there's a speculative absolutely to me you know uh gold right now is is way 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 below where it it's real price, and um, they, and let's let's make this one hundred percent clear. The game is rigged. No, no, no. That's not a, a conspiracy theory. That, that's a fact. What happened in twenty twenty? Was it J P Morgan Chase had to pay nine hundred million dollars? Chicken feed. Nothing. Slap on the wrist for rigging the precious metals market, mm-hmm. gold and silver. So they don't want the the, the the money junkies out there that play the markets don't want gold and silver to go up because it shows how bad things are. And you mentioned before about inflation. Inflation's skyrocketing. You know, home building right now to build an average home it costs just in lumber twenty four thousand dollars more. That's real money, and we're all seeing inflation going up. And they asked Jerome Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, how are you going to do – what are you going to do to stop inflation? Well, we have the tools. What tools? Well, you're BSing. What tools? You're making the crap up as you go along. So anyway, inflation is going to keep going up. Gold is going to keep going up, and that's why it's going up now, because the reality is hitting. You cannot keep pumping in all of this fake money into the system without devaluing the currencies. And it's going to be a global devaluation of currencies. And here's the other side of the story, by the way. One of our top trends in 2021 is China 2021. The 20th century was the American century. The 21st century is the Chinese century. They're taking over. You know, they they they, they went one way after another. Look at the, look at the the GDP numbers just came out on, on China. You know, <laughs> look, look at the numbers, the, the growth. You know, so it's just going to keep skyrocketing like that. It's not going to it's not going to stop because again. You know the business of the business of America has been war, and the business of China is business. So they, their economy grew, you know, like over 18 percent. You know, it, that's a, and it, it, they didn't, and they've been growing since. They were the only major company, country, company, country is the same thing in 2020 that uh, that had positive GDP growth. So. They're going, to, they're, going, they're going to be the first to clamp down on uh, cryptocurrencies. They already did it a little bit once before. They're going to do it heavy because they're going major, major into digital cash.
1: Actually, you know, there was an interview out uh, recently, I think it was yesterday, a couple of days ago with Stephen Lieb on on King World News, and he was talking about that. He was saying that the majority of the mining of Bitcoin in particular is done in China which means they're the ones who could easily stamp this out very, very quickly because they're the ones in control of the mining.
3: And they're in control of everybody. And by the way, one of our covers of the magazine, the Trans Journal, was when the, when the COVID war began, we, didn't have that, we had that um, Tank Man that happened in uh, Tiananmen Square when they had the protest against communist China taking over so much control of the people. And we had Tank Man 2.0. The Chinese way you must obey. we become the Chinese. You can put on those masks like the Chinese used to wear. They're warm because of the air pollution. 1.5 million people die a year from that. But also the total control the Chinese have over the government. The the government has over the people. And it's the same thing now has happened in every country, around virtually every country. I mean, Italy, lockdown, France, one after lockdown, 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 lockdown. Belgium, they just the Supreme Court, said, no, you, this is illegal. You can't do this. We're doing it anyway. So it, 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 this, it's going on and on like this. They're in total control, and they're going to – I believe they're going to end crypto at some point. When? I don't know. But it's going to happen because they're not going to want competition and they're because they're all going to come in with their digital coins.
1: Now let's talk a, a little bit about freedom. You're a freedom fighter. And, you know, obviously with these lockdowns, it also feels with the masks too that people's voices are being being censored. And you're seeing censor in big tech and, and and those sorts of things. But we've got a couple minutes left, and I wanted to talk to you about this because I I've noticed over the course of the year that even with censorship, your profile, for instance, on YouTube seems to have grown, that there seems to be a demand for, for voices like yours out there. Are you finding that? Are you finding, you know, people are more interested in Trends Journal? There's more people interested uh, you, that your viewership is growing and, and such?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because there's the people that are about freedom. You know, uh, we estimate that well over a third, between between a third to 39 percent, 40 percent of the people are opposed to what's going on. And remember, it does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men since Samuel Adams. And that's what's going on now. There's a big group of people. They're anti-tax, anti-vax, anti-immigration. Anti-establishment.
1: Just want to take a quick moment from the interview. Let you know that if you'd like to acquire some physical precious metals, you can do so with Guildhall Wealth, the number one 8 silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And let's get back to the interview.
3: And they've had it with this stuff going on. Look at the losers. I, mean, I talked about daddy's boys. You got one up there, Trudeau. You think that little boy would be anything if daddy wasn't there before him? How many people feel like that? And it's one place after another. Name the country. And so the people have had it. And by the way, I'm having a rally in Kingston, New York, on um, May 29th at the Four Corners of Freedom, John and Crown Street. I own three. It's the only corner in America with pre-Revolutionary War stone buildings. And I own three of them. And we have the big garden, the Crown Garden. And I had a rally last 4th of July. I'm having one uh, for freedom, peace, and justice on... May twenty ninth. Of course, the people from Canada, you won't be able to come down here unless you get your vaccination passport. Maybe oh you gosh. know. But anyway, we're we're holding. I'm I'm fighting. I'm I'm fighting for freedom. And and he, when I said thirty, you know, thirty three, forty percent of the people, you beat the other ones very easily because they're not fighters. They're followers. So it, when when if we unite for peace, and I got to make this one hundred percent clear, I can't do it on my own. You can't fight this on your own. You need to, everybody to to unite, and you have to put your money where your heart is, because you look what the numbers just came out yesterday. The, the Wall Street gang put in three billion dollars. Oh no, I, I'm sorry, two point nine billion dollars. Yeah, again, they put the point nine the, the, to. Into the 2020 campaigns in America. All right, you need the money to ha- make it happen, and our site is occupypeace dot com. Occupypeace dot com. You know, we're doing everything we can to fight this because I, I, you know, I, I, I was born free. You know, I'm, I'm I'm one of the luckiest men. I was born in 1946, right after the war. It was a whole different world, and I'm a Napoliano. I had that my blood is Italian, but my heart is American. I was born in the Bronx, born to be free. You were born to be free. You didn't have all these this, this junk going on that that tells you what you should think, how you should think it. Blah blah blah. blah. My father may he rest in peace. So I'd be shooting off my mouth and repeating what everybody else was saying, and he'd say to me in Italian, "Papagallo, parrot, stop repeating what everybody else is saying." and think for yourself now you're not allowed to think for yourself you're a conspiracy theorist
1: and you know and the key really what you're talking about is staying informed and i think did you just launch a, a new issue of of trans journal this yeah, week I mean, or
3: yeah yeah 175 pages
1: and um, how can people get the Trends Journal? Because it was funny because I, I, I had a client come in today pick up some product and we were chatting and he was, he was talking about an article. He said, yeah, I just read something in the Trends Journal. I said, ah, oh, we're having Gerald on today. So, um, you know, people love the Trends Journal. How can they get the Trends Journal? And, and can you tell our listeners a little bit if they've never seen it before or heard of it, what, what, in, what's it, what does it entail?
3: All you do is go to TrendsJournal.com. And we're only charging $129 a year. It's like $2 an issue. And uh, as I said, 175 pages, this last edition, and no advertisements. So we, we look at what's going on around the world, and we say, this is what's going on. This is what it means, and this is what's next. So we give trend posts and trend forecasts just so, so you can prepare, prevail, and prosper. And, so, and again, the motto is think for yourself. This is what's going on. This is what it means. This is how we see it developing. And we're political atheists. We don't take positions. There's no media anymore. You listen to Rupert Murdoch's son Lou, again, a daddy's boy, Lachlan Murdoch, born on third. I can't stand these guys with their attitudes. You know that got there. You know with daddy got them there, and now they're telling you how, what to do and how to think. He he came out and said it was in the Financial Times. Well, you know after the after the elections, you know that would they be losing audience because Trump wasn't there. And he said, well, we said, no, we, we're, our, our, our audience is center-right, and that's what we shoot for. Oh, you're shooting for an audience. You're not, so don't call yourself news. Call yourself a propaganda network, and you're doing what you can to bring in customers like they all do, and we don't. If you don't like what we say, fine. These are the facts. This is the way we see it. We only put the facts in there. That's it. And we say what it means and where it's going. And again, that, that, our, a third of our subscription base is overseas, because the people want to know what's going on, and they know they can't get it from any other media source. Look what's, to the, look what's happened to all the newspapers. They've been brought up by hedge funds and private equity groups. Hedge funds private equity groups. Again, the bigs are taking over everything. Those two words did not exist, did not exist for most of my life.
1: Wow, I didn't, I did not know about that. It's, it's so important to have a, a place where you can get some additional information. I don't want to, I, I don't want to call it alternative information. Unfortunately, yep. it's kind of like the conspiracy theory thing, where it's like if, if you question anything, if you ask a question, now you're a conspiracy theorist. But just the idea of being able to get some news and get some information and then okay if you want to go to your mainstream you go to your mainstream and you can you can have them work against each other just to get some actual sense of what's really happening uh Gerald it is uh it's been so great chatting with you great to have you on I'm sorry it's been so long but um but again great to have you thank you so much
3: and thank you and thank you for all that you do
2: we'll speak to you soon okay bye bye another fantastic interview with the one and only Gerald Salente You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the number one 8778 silver the website guildhallwealth.com.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number 18778Silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Let's dig into what's been going on in the silver and gold market. If you've been watching, it looked as though the prices of gold and silver have been consolidating for the last little while. Um, you know, we had gold downtick just below $1,700 an ounce. It looks like it's been consolidating, which is odd, Jerry, because at the end of the day, the commodity sector has been rising like crazy this year. So, you know, it's not going to take much for this pause or breather. Moment in the precious metals to turn around. I think anything could start pushing it back up again. But you brought out some incredible information you heard about just this morning on Friday as we taped the show about the LBMA, the London Bullion Market Association.
2: Yeah, they just received their first ever, surprising, silver investment report. The report actually admits. Uh, to london nearly that that near London is nearly running out of silver and acknowledging uh, the effects of that silver squeeze that happened earlier in the year that it was a movement that really caught them off guard and it highlights the fact that they only had about two weeks had the silver squeeze movement continued, they had about two weeks uh, of worth of supply, otherwise a, a major default would have happened. So it was. So it's a report that actually talked about some key pointers. How, how much of a strong uh, strong sectors and uh, that are demanding a lot more silver. Investor uh, demand is has has um, starting to peak. What but ha- what sectors were they? Did they highlight any particular sectors? I know
1: obviously solar power is huge. All those green. Um, green industries, like uh, especially with electric cars or whatnot, but did they point out any particular industry?
2: Yeah, retail investment, obviously okay. for silver and gold, uh, the retail sector, uh, and obviously due to logistical restrictions, a lot of demand has gone up. You know, when you tell someone not, you can't get something, you you flock for it. They cited that India, Germany uh were on the list of reasons why they're they're going after silver. So they had a, a lot of key points in the report, but they also had one entire segment called the social media storm. Okay. Which really highlighted the impact of what we the people can do with this market. So so th- is this the first time they've ever put out a newsletter
1: like this or is this the first time they've included this social portion? This is the first time, Jeremy. So this is their first newsletter. They decided to put out a newsletter for the first time about investment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what's this section that's, that's, that caught your eye?
2: So like us, like myself, um, Roman Manley of Bullion Star in Singapore uh, commented about this, this anomaly. And he has a, a major, major issue with what they're talking about. They said, you know, we, although a, a major portion of our inventory went towards the silver squeeze and, you know, to satisfy the demand for ETFs, it was just a small share of their total, is what the LBMA said, uh, what the LBMA concluded to say that the, the pool of metal that is available should be sufficient for the foreseeable future, at least to meet any new ETF and ETP demand. But he's also, you know, presupposes that there is no repeat of a social media frenzy. So what if there is a social media frenzy? It's clear that there is still a frenzy on for silver. Guildhall can attest to this. We have demand at extremes, supply, and we can see the, the premiums not going anywhere. The silver mine closures, Endeavor Silver, the mining company who's not releasing the silver because the prices are so suppressed. Something's about to pop here. Yeah, I think, you know, from the inventory standpoint,
1: we know that we always get the phone calls. People are curious. Hey, is there inventory? Yes, there's inventory, but it's like it was over the last year, over the last few years, which is, okay, yeah, we've got kilo bars. But if we have a run like we did last March or early this February, where you have an influx of... Uh, let's say some smaller buyers, or someone looking to buy. You know, you have 20 buyers each looking to buy five kilo bars of silver. Just attention. It it can really zap the inventory very quickly. So it's it's there, but it it can be gone very quickly at the end of the day. And and it, getting it back in is not so easy. And you can you know we keep trying to buy more and more and keep up the keep building that supply because I think that there will be another run on the on the market you see it just as the market either dips down or starts to move higher i mean what would what would it look like i'll ask you this jerry what would it look like in your mind if silver passes thirty dollars again what is the frenzy going to look
2: like i think because these are psychological levels that we have to be aware of and as soon as the 30 and the 40 hit uh, this market is going to skyrocket silver the stage is set for silver silver is that coiled spring and you know what what can we take away from this lbma report well clearly the lbma is trying to control the damage they're looking very weak Uh, roman manley concludes in his article from bullion star it should also give hope to silver squeeze the the hashtag silver squeeze movement that the lbma thinks that they have faded and gone away because as sun tzu once said on the art of war appear weak when you are strong and strong when you are weak, and the LBMA clearly is trying to say, "Oh, we have enough silver. Calm down, nothing to worry about. We have enough silver, uh, but just don't ask for too much." How does that work? I don't. I personally, don't see it. They're saying they're admitting
1: that they were, if 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 the demand on the market kept up for another two weeks, they admitted that they would be out of product, and yet you're saying they're trying to come across as strong and say that they've got plenty of product now. I mean, they were, they were literally two weeks away. What I find interesting is, is I guess there was an accumulation of, of across the board of every, everywhere everyone was buying. Right. And so it was just this accumulative effect of, of especially smaller buyers. It's Mm -hmm. like, what can you do with a small buyer? You know, there's, there's, there's question about how much physical silver is actually out there in the world. Ultimately, there's 7 billion people on the planet um, and not enough silver for each person. So definitely when the price is suppressed the way it is, you can buy a whole lot more product. And that's why you need the prices to rise to, to, uh, to fix that issue, right? Because right now it can't be fixed. It, look, the price can't go lower with the higher premiums. No. It can only be fixed by the price moving higher. And that's where all of a sudden your purchasing power is less because the price is so much higher. Mm-hmm. So that that has to happen in this market, don't you think?
2: Absolutely. Uh, the markets will the the, the spot market, the spot price, as I say to people that I speak with, will have to correct on the top side. There is no downside in the spot market. I mean, it'll be a temporary glip, you know, a blip, uh, but we just see you know like what we saw this week, um, precious metals, specifically gold, uh, performed a double bottom during during April. So we're back above the fifty day moving average. and we're seeing the ten year treasure yield um, start start to taper off. So we're seeing uh, uh, another rebound here. An acceleration in precious metals, so uh, this could be the the next uh, uh, resistance band to uh, 1872 for gold. So we'll see how that goes. So let's talk about the next place, the next spot for for precious metals. Where are they headed to next in
1: in the coming segment? The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website GuildhallWealth.com. Stick with us. It's the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Real Money Show, the number 18778 Silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We had a great chat with Gerald Salente today. We've been talking in the last segment about the London Bullion Market Association putting out a newsletter where they admitted that they were two weeks away from basically defaulting and, and running out of product altogether. And it seems as though they're trying to waylay fears that, they're, that there's lots of product available or, or they've gotten back to normal. Um, what's your ultimate assessment of, of this newsletter, Jerry?
2: Total damage control. I think what you know we saw with the silver squeeze the, the attention that was brought on to the silver market uh, proved to the fact you know that the ETF markets uh, simply don't have enough silver available to satisfy the growth of those shares and as a result they had to change the, the rules and the prospectus uh, for many of these ETFs. so um, you know one more step uh, one more, Layer for silver. The stage is set.
1: Now, Jerry, you brought an article with you uh, that says the 2.3 quadrillion global time bomb. What is this all about?
2: So, this is an article written by uh, our fave Egon von Greyers from oh. old Switzerland, and uh, uh, he just I, talked I'm about. I'm embarrassed that. that I don't know that article at the time. <laughs> it just came out today. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so he just takes a he just delves into the derivatives market, okay. and we all remember what happened in 2008. Uh, with the derivatives market. Wait,
1: and what do you mean? What happened in 2008? They saved it. They they created quantitative easing and lowered interest rates, and here we are. Nothing nothing happened.
2: Well, we're dealing with numbers that are astronomical. We cannot com- figures that just cannot be dealt with in the future. And these figures are still here. They're continuously added. Uh, so we're talking about global debt liabilities, uh, global debt derivatives, unfunded liabilities totaling 2.3 quadrillion. And he breaks it down to the point where he basically says, you know, today's casino banking world is just this. Um, It doesn't really stand up to real scrutiny when depositors and shareholders and governments take all the downside risk and the management, all the upside. It's we versus them and it's them versus us. They are the recipients and of all the benefits, and we have to fend for ourselves. So, we want the truth. We want real, proven solutions. We, the people, want real money, which is power, money, and gold. Because he, uh, to conclude the the article, he goes rather than focusing on you know gold price measures and measured in dollars, investors should worry about preserving their wealth in real assets held outside of a banking of a bankrupt financial system.
1: That's something I hear a lot actually from from clients looking to get involved in the precious metals. They're looking for a way to further protect their wealth they want to diversify where they're storing wealth. In other words, maybe they feel that having a certain amount in the bank starts to give them a sense of discomfort that they wanna say, okay, I feel like I have maybe too much in the bank right now. I don't feel secure with that. So I wanna spread this around somewhere where I can have something liquid. I can have access to it, something that's undervalued. I don't feel like speculating or quote unquote investing in that way. And so I think precious metals become integral to helping people protect wealth, and and that's certainly something that Egon von Gryertz has been discussing for decades at Mm -hmm. this point. For those who do want to get involved in physical precious metals, where's a
2: good place to start? Go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com, browse the site for the different product, gold and silver coins and bars that we do have available, ready to get picked up or delivered right to your door. You can place the order either online or over the phone. We're always ready to help. So either online or the registered plans?
1: The registered plans are great. Uh, we are working on uh, building up additional sources of precious metals for those because of the demand in the market. And there's a, a lot of demand for people who want to actually have direct ownership of the metals within a registered account. And I think that's what makes it so unique is in many other types of investments, They are exactly that. There's a counterparty risk. You feel like I'm putting my money into this pool account. I'm putting my money into someone else holding the metal. And what we're offering through the registered accounts is direct ownership of that physical product held in a vault outside the banking system, fully insured. And I think that gives a lot of comfort to people that they know that they've actually protected their wealth.
2: Yeah, because you know we're we're preparing here, and uh, as as Egon writes, that you know you have to prepare with proven assets, because another 2008-like crisis can happen. and likely will happen any day now, uh, considering the amount of trillions that are being thrown around and sloshed around, and considering what's going on with Credit Suisse with Archegos. This is this could be the next potential catalyst. It's a melt up, meltdown, whatever you want to call it. But this is another potential.
1: Quickly, for those that don't know about it, what what's happening with Credit Suisse and, and Archegos?
2: Well, Archegos is a hedge fund, um, a $30 million, billion hedge fund that went bust, and it's causing a lot of uh, systemic problems with, uh, with Credit Suisse and will likely ripple throughout the entire financial system.
1: Yeah, I don't think ultimately it's going to take much for something else to trigger in this market that's going to push this market much, much higher. There's so much happening in this market, it's really important to stay abreast of the news, especially in the physical gold and silver market. That's why we have a newsletter. Give us a call at one eight seven seven eight silver or go to the website guildhallwealth.com and subscribe to the newsletter so you can get that information. Again, it's a great show. We we talked to Gerald Salente. If you missed the interview, go on to YouTube. We'll, we'll have it posted there. And if you're looking to get involved in some physical precious metals, please give us a call. The number, again, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for being a listener. And we look forward to speaking with you next week on The Real Money Show here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.